You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. Last week, I talked to you guys about how you have been fed certain messaging to make you think that you need to look a certain way to be found acceptable and loved in the world. And then you were taught to think that eating a certain way and working out would make you look that way. So therefore you may possibly have negative thoughts and feelings attached to things like dieting, nutrition, exercise, working out, et cetera. And these negative feelings being um, thoughts and feelings being like guilt, obligation, fear, overwhelm, like you're insufficient, you're not good enough. So when you start to recover, from these things. Now, this is what we're getting into today is the recovery from this, the thought processes that are going to happen. When you start recovering from this, it is normal and very understandable to wonder or even believe that it doesn't matter what you eat. Your body's going to tell you, you don't need to exercise. Your body's going to tell you when it needs to move. I myself have personally went through that and felt very, very confused because for so long I attached like eating and like the way I ate and fitness to aesthetics. And I was like, well, why should I be lifting if it's not to change the way I look? Why should I care what I eat if it's not to change the way I look? And I know like, oh, okay, it's supposedly tied to health, but because I wasn't focusing on that for so long, it really got to be confusing and gray and messy there. So should we care about what we eat? Should we think about exercising? Does it matter what form of exercise we do? Like, can we just dance all day? Can we just walk? Is that enough? So what is it? So if you have experienced feelings like these, wondering if you need to exercise, wondering if it matters what you eat, like how important really is this? And to an extent, it is possible for this to happen. But if you have spent most of your life learning to ignore your body, you will not be able to understand its cues accurately. And more often than not, your body gives up. Sometimes it's not even going to try speaking to you anymore. So you have to let it know that you will listen, that you care, and that you will not act, and that you will act, and that you will act on what it's telling you. 
So imagine this, I thought of an illustration, it might be a really bad one, <laughs> but I think it gets the point across, but imagine this, you have a job and at this job, you have a coworker that is manipulating you and they're, they're not supposed to manipulate you. They're not supposed to sabotage things. They're supposed to be working with you on a project. They're supposed to be like your partner but they just keep sabotaging you and it makes you look bad and it hurts your feelings and it makes you perform poorly at work. And so your boss gets angry. The project doesn't turn out very well. At first, you're going to speak up. You're going to be angry. You're going to scream. You're going to stamp your foot. Maybe you won't really do that, but you're going to, you're going to do, try and do something about it. Right. But let's say you're stuck at this job. There's no possible way for you to get out and you can't do anything about it. Your coworker and your boss are ignoring you. The sabotaging keeps on happening and you're just stuck. No matter how much you yell, try to get attention, try to change things. If they kept doing that, you would give up. You'd be like, well, this isn't working. It's not worth my time and energy. I guess this is just how it is. You wouldn't want to work with them on the team. And you would wonder if it's okay to work with them. Like, are they going to just keep on sabotaging me? Like, should I even keep trying? And this is essentially what we've done to our bodies. Our body from the moment we're born has been trying to care for us, send us signals like, hey, do this. Hey, don't do that. But we grow up thinking, nope, I can't eat this. I have to eat that. And I can't eat it this time. And I have to eat it this time. And I need to drink this amount of water. And this is what I should do for exercise. It's just what we've done to our bodies. So no one on this planet can expect to come from that and randomly just start listening to their body and doing all of the things right because we won't understand what it's trying to say. If you cut out dairy for five years and then you randomly go back to drinking milk, you're going to get a stomach ache. Do you know why? It's not because the milk is bad for you. It's because your body stopped creating the lactose enzyme, lactase. It stopped creating that because it thought it didn't need it anymore. Your body is always caring for you. So it doesn't mean that milk is bad, even though you might get a stomach ache and think, oh, my body's telling me not to drink this anymore. It doesn't feel safe when it has it because you cut it out of the life, right? So this requires getting to know how our body actually works first. Just because something doesn't feel right at first doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It may mean that we need support to help our body adjust back to it. And until we do, our body will not function properly. And I see this all the time with food and exercise. People say things like, I don't like lifting. I prefer just to walk or going to the gym feels unnatural or lifting weights give me a headache or I feel nauseous. You know, there's always some excuse. And I would, someone who says those things, I would never say, well, you need to do it anyways. And the reason I wouldn't say that is because sometimes people aren't ready to hear the truth, but what's actually happening here is those people have made this thing feel foreign to them. They have abused this thing to where the body doesn't feel safe performing anymore. They don't know how to actually use this in its proper way. It's not because it's unnatural. It's not because 
it doesn't have a place in our life or that it's wrong or that we, you shouldn't be doing it or that it's bad for your body. That's not what it means. We do lots of things every single day that aren't natural. It's not natural to scroll social media. It's not natural to drive a car. It's not natural to work at a desk job. It's not natural to go to bed at 2 a.m. Yet for some people, those things feel very natural because it's what they have conditioned themselves to do. So just because something doesn't feel right doesn't mean that it's wrong. And just because something does feel right doesn't mean that it is. We don't live natural lives. I'm recording a podcast right now. I'm staring at a computer. I like I have unnatural lights on in my house. I, I this is not natural. <laughs> I'm sitting down at a desk that I've been sitting at for maybe 40 minutes now. That's not natural, right? Am I going to stop doing this? No. I'm going to keep doing it. But we have to recognize here that we don't live natural lives. Period. Unless you were to live off the land, let's say move hundreds of miles out of town, you know, build a home with your own hands, with the trees that you cut down, you don't use electricity, you know, this modern technology, you don't have electronics in your home, you have cows and horses and sheep and goats and pigs and all the things, chickens, you take their eggs, you milk the cow, you have your own crops, you live off the land 100%. Unless you were to do that, we're just not living natural lives, you know? And I, I, I can't possibly think of all the details that are going to go into that because I'm not even contemplating <laughs> doing something like that. I intend to live my life like this. Um, but if we don't, we don't do that. So we have to expect that we will need to do things to counteract these unnatural actions or replace these things that we should be doing. All movements within lifting, not just exercise, all movements within lifting specifically replicate natural movements in life and things that we would be doing way more and things that we would be doing with way more weight added to the movement if we actually lived a natural life. And I talk about this a little bit. I believe it was my third episode I ever released. I entitled it what in the world is a functional movement pattern. And basically I take you through all of the movements you find within lifting. I'm going to go through some of them really quickly right now. Squat, hinge, lunge, thrust, upper body, pushing movements, pulling movements, core work, and carrying. These are all things that you still do in everyday life, but you would be doing them way, way more if you lived a natural life and you'd be doing them with way more weight if you lived a natural life too. So that's why we can't just go throughout our lives thinking, oh, you know, I sat down and stood up from a chair today. That means I did a squat. No. Oh, I, um, I did a hinge. You know, I was unloading the dishwasher today. So I did hinges. Or I closed a car door. That's a pushing movement. So I did a pushing movement today. It's not enough. It's not enough. And when you do these things while you're lifting, you're doing more repetition, you're using heavier weight, your body gets more efficient and it gets stronger within that movement pattern. So that when you go to do that in everyday life, it feels easier and it requires less energy. And you're going to do it with a more a more healthy and functional pattern and you're less likely to get injured. 
So when we do these things within lifting, and I recommend you go back and listen to that functional movement pattern episode to get a clearer idea on what I'm talking about here. But when you do these things, these same exact patterns that you find within lifting, you are filling that need that you should have received elsewhere. So it is a natural thing. It's as natural as it's going to get today. Like I said, unless you're going to go live off the land somewhere else, (laughs) this is as natural as it's going to get. And it might not feel that natural at first because you don't do it enough. Anything you don't do regularly is not going to feel supernatural. So when you do this regularly, it does feel good and it does feel natural. Now let's kind of switch gears here and let's say, okay, something I'm trying to think of like um, barriers that someone might have to this. Like they're, they're listening to this. You're thinking through this. What are some thoughts you might be having? Let's say something hurts when you do a certain movement and you're like, oop, my knee hurts when I lunch. I shouldn't do this. I don't know. You know, well, actually I can't tell you specifically over a podcast (laughs) that's irresponsible and unethical, but I can tell you that the lunge pattern is something that you definitely should be performing. Maybe your form is off. Maybe you need to do it differently for your body. Maybe certain muscles aren't firing the way they should. Maybe some muscle is too tight or underactive or weak or lengthened, or maybe you have instability around the knee joint. I don't know, but I do know it doesn't mean lunges are bad and it doesn't mean they're bad for you. You need to be doing that pattern, but you might need to address other things first, but that pattern shouldn't be taken out of your life. Now, if something hurts, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever do that movement again. It just, or that it wasn't meant for your body. It simply means there's dysfunction there um, due to something else unnatural in your life. Now, let's say nothing hurts, but it just feels awkward. And you're like, "Eh, you know, like this movement just feels weird for me. Like deadlifts, the hinging pattern, people are always like, oh, this just feels so weird, you know? I can't get it down. I totally get it. It's one of the hardest patterns, even if it's not like strenuous, it's just the mind body connection there is really, really lacking. I totally get that. So let's take that. For example, let's say you feel really awkward doing something, give it time, give it time, practice it, do it more. If you're unfamiliar with something, it's going to feel weird. Think about a baby learning how to walk. Did they just like pop up from the floor and like walk across the floor? Like, oh yeah, that felt great. That was so natural. (laughs) No, they might take like two steps and then fall on their face. Really? And the mom and the dad are like, wow, that was amazing. You know, it doesn't come right away. It takes practice. Does that mean walking is unnatural? You take two steps. Oh no, that means it's unnatural. That just felt weird. No, the baby's like, I need to do this. I'm going to keep doing this, you know? So that's where the awkwardness comes in. That's what I have to say about that. And something I've noticed is that it is It is a struggle for a lot of people to learn how to activate their posterior chain. You're like, what in the world, Estelle? What's a posterior chain? Posterior just means behind you. Chain is just the chain of muscles behind you. So the chain of muscles in the back of your body, you know, so back of the shoulders, between the shoulder blades, mid back, low back, glutes, hamstrings. People struggle to activate that. Why? 
they struggle because um, they don't have enough enough movements that require activation of it in daily life and they also daily life requires a lot of front chain activity if you're driving front chain chest arms are out in front right they're not behind you <laughs> you're sitting the muscles in the front of your body are getting shorter hip flexors core is getting tight quads are getting tight glutes are inactive hamstrings are inactive so a lot of the things that we do in daily life not just sitting wearing high heels too, any shoe with an elevated platform in the back so a lot of running shoes too they make us front chain dominant and they make our back chain inactive i was actually just talking with someone on instagram the other day we're saying they wore barefoot shoes for the first time in a long time and their hamstrings were sore the next day not kidding you, you guys, a lot of modern shoes are so bad for us. Does that mean barefoot is unnatural? Does that mean these movements are unnatural? No, it probably means that something else in our everyday life is unnatural. And these things are natural. And it's like pff, big new thing for our brain, right? So lifting helps to counteract this, not just any kind of lifting. We don't want to do tons of front chain lifting. It needs to be complemented with a lot of back chain activity, the things that in the back of our body. So we can't just do any random series of exercises. This is where, it, this is where a balanced lifting program comes in. And sometimes depending on your situation, I even do correctional work with, I mean, this is something I do with all of my one-on-one -on -one clients, but it can honestly be done with anyone. Um, because in order to get to that place where we're moving the way we should be moving and to be able to do that balanced lifting program properly, we might have to address some of this um, dysfunction first or see where it's coming from at least. So that's something I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients for sure. And interestingly enough, lifting also can prevent pain and injury. A lot of the time people are like, I'm afraid to start lifting because I might hurt my back or I might hurt this. I don't want to do something wrong. And I get it. You know, like, I don't want you to get hurt either, but you guys, you are more likely to get hurt if you don't start lifting now. If you're not lifting, you are already at a higher chance of injury, period. That's it. So I recently went to the chiropractor. I shouldn't say recently. It was like, uh, let me think how many months ago. Mm, six or seven months ago, six or seven months ago, I went to the chiropractor and I had known something was off for a while. It wasn't extremely painful. I just knew something was off and I wanted my body to work better. I was like, my hips would always shift when I'm on the concentric phase of a squat. So that's when you're going up from the squat. That's the concentric phase. My hips would always move to the, uh, to the left. And if I kept the weight light enough, I could keep them in line. But as soon as I started adding weight and they were getting a little bit heavier, my hips would shift. I was like, I did, I did my own movement screens and I was like, okay, I know this is where the problem is coming from. And I was doing correctional work and it just wasn't like, it helped some, don't get me wrong, but I just like something wasn't right. So I went to the chiropractor and I had x-rays done. I found out I had scoliosis, you guys. 
it wasn't bad. It's, it's still not bad, but my spine was not straight. <laughs> so no wonder, like no amount of mobility work was going to be able to fix that. So I, I have been receiving adjustments and I haven't had an adjustment in a few months and I've been able to maintain it on my own with the mobility work that I've been doing. So, you know, I got a series of adjustments and now I've been maintaining it on my own. And I'm not saying I won't have to do anything in the future. Um, like I won't have to have another adjustment again, but we shouldn't have to like get adjustments every single month. We shouldn't have to do that. We should be able to maintain things on our own with our muscular balance. Our muscles should not keep pulling things out of place. Um, and something I wanted to bring out of this is the chiropractor, when we were looking at my spine together, he was saying that if I hadn't been lifting, my pain would have been way worse. My spine would have been way more out of alignment. So my strength actually protected me. My strength protected me. It, it prevented me from really getting injured, from getting hurt. I could have been in like excruciating back pain if I hadn't been lifting. And I see people get hurt all the time and they think, oh, I just need to stretch more. But they don't. Not that stretching is bad. Most of the time you need to strengthen. It's not all about stretching. It's not all about these flows. It's about getting stronger. It's about activating the muscles that need to be activated. Oftentimes you get hurt in the first place because of a lack of strength and stability, not because of inflexibility. That can play a role, but it's not everything. So wrapping this up, while exercise may have been portrayed to you as something simply to change the way your body looks, and it can do that, and that's not necessarily wrong. Even if you don't have an aesthetic goal, exercise is definitely something natural and something you should be doing. Not, but not just any exercise here. I'm not against all forms of exercise. I'm, I am pro all forms of movement but lifting needs to be in there. It needs to be in there. So I am going to put in the show notes, the details for my membership. I have a home version and I have a gym version. And the reason I'm sharing this is because it's so flexible. It's the perfect place for honestly, anyone to get started. And also people who maybe you're familiar with lifting, but you just want to plan. You just want to be told what to do. I totally get that. I feel like that sometimes too. I'm like, I have enough to think about. Can someone just give me a plan? This is the perfect place to start. So the home version, I definitely recommend this for people who like, you're just not comfortable in the gym. Um, it's not somewhere you want to be. You don't want to use a barbell yet. You'd rather just stay home. Um, cause you'll just need dumbbells, some resistance bands, somewhere to rest your back when you're doing things like a hip thrust. Um, and at some point, a bench or a step thing might be helpful, but it's not needed at the beginning. And there's always ways that you can modify exercises. If you don't have some piece of equipment, you have group support, you have lessons through it so that you can continue to learn about your body, develop appreciation and learn about exercise too, because I want you to feel empowered through this process and to see other reasons for exercise, not just like oh, this exercise is good for your butt. Let's have a bigger butt or let's work those abs. You guys, this is a, this is a belly burner or whatever they call them. I want you to do this because you appreciate yourself, not because you feel like you need to squish into some mold. That's not why I'm here. 
So there's a home version. <laughs> and then there is a gym version as well. And the gym version and the home version, they, these can be used interchangeably. So if you wanted to switch some part way through, you can totally do that. Um, but the, the gym version is for people who I would say, you are either relatively comfortable at the gym or you're willing to take your time in there for the first few weeks while you're getting used to it. And I have lessons within the membership that coach you on like, okay, how do you set up a barbell for a deadlift, for a bench press, for a squat, you know, all these things so that you're not totally left in the dark. Um, but to an extent, getting, finding your way in the gym might be, it might take a little bit of time and energy at first. So if you're brand, brand new to this and you don't have the time and energy for the gym, I recommend starting with the home version. And then later on, if the gym is something that you want to do, you can switch over to that. You don't need to be at a high level for this. However, if you are at a higher level or if you've been lifting for a couple of years, this can still be great for you because you know about progressive overload. All you need to do is lift more weight. The no one on this planet is above the basics. I stick to the basics every single week. What do I do? Squat, hinge, thrust push, pull, carry. What should you be doing? Squat, hinge, thrust, push, pull, carry. We should all be doing the same exact things. Okay. So this could be for nearly any level. Now, if you have injuries that need to be addressed or you're some kind of athlete, <laughs> maybe another program will be better, but this fits the majority of the population. Um, okay. So let's say you're listening to this and you're like, I love the membership, but what if, you know, my knees hurt when I do lunges or like I was talking about earlier, how I do correctional work with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I'm going to put the information for working one-on-one -on -one with me below as well. But just so you know, you have the option to add on for an additional cost. You can add on one-on-one -on -one support with me within the membership. So that would actually be more um, cost-effective than my one-on-one. -on -one. So it really just depends on what you're looking for. So I'm gonna put all that information down below. You can check it out. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about the membership or if you just wanna chat. It really means so much to me that you listen to my podcast because I know there are literally millions of podcasts out there. And if you want to support me, leave a review, tell me what you thought of this episode, other episodes you've heard, why you enjoy listening. And that is all for now. I will chat to you guys next week about something new coming to EC Fitness. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at estellecfitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.